Good evening. You're on the air with Mike on the mic. This is Mike Hazacek, and I love my Catholic faith. And today we're going to talk about the importance of almsgiving and tithing. Um, but before we uh, start, let's 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 begin with a prayer. Uh, this is going to be the Angel of Fatima prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, nor adore, nor hope, nor love you. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended, and through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, in the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so what is almsgiving? Well, let's see how it's defined in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So, it's defined as money or goods given to the poor as an act of penance or fraternal charity. Almsgiving together with prayer and fasting are traditionally recommended to foster the state of interior so we can go to paragraph 2447 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and it reads as follows. The works of mercy are charitable actions by which we come to the aid of our neighbor in his spiritual and bodily necessities. Instructing, advising, counseling, comforting our spiritual works of mercy as our forgiving and bearing wrongs patiently. The corporal works of mercy consist especially in feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and in prison, and burying the dead. Among all these, giving alms uh, to the poor is one of the chief witnesses to fraternal charity, and it also a work of justice pleasing God. <clears throat> he who has two coats, let him share with him who has none, and he who has food must do likewise. But give for alms those things which are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. If a brother or sister is ill-clad and in lack of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what does it profit? So what we're seeing in the Catechism of the Catholic Church is they're drawing from several scripture references. Uh, they, and they are as follows, Luke uh, chapter 3, verse 11, Luke chapter 11, verses 41, James um, chapter 2, uh, verses 15 through 16, and 1 John uh, chapter 3, verse 17. So let's begin with um, Luke uh, uh, chapter 3, verses 11. And this is in the context of the preaching of John the Baptist, and he says, and the multitudes asked, What shall we do? And he answered them, if, if he who has two coats, let him share with him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. And then we go to, um, and this is where we're seeing it incorporated into what, we read, what I just read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So we can go to Luke chapter 11, 41. And this is the context of this scripture passage is Jesus is kind of denouncing the hypocrisy of the uh, um, Pharisees and the lawyers. So Jesus is saying, now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of extortion and wickedness. You fools, 
did not he who made the outside make the inside also? And then we get to the passage 41, Luke 41, where it says, But give for alms those things which are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. And then we can also go and look at um, James chapter 2, uh, verses um, 14. Actually, let's look at verses 14 through 17 rather than just go to where the reference is from which is uh, chapter 2 uh, verses 15 through 16 because I think we see the context of this a little bit more clearly to really understand it and it begins as follows what does it profit my brethren if a man says he has faith but has no works can his faith save him if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and in lack of daily food and one of you says to them Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for their body, what does it profit? So faith, by itself, if it has no works, is dead. That is so profound. And, um, you know, I, 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 love, I love this passage from James. But it really, you know, it's really talking about, you know, uh, how you really, you know, it's just not, you know, you have to have faith, right? And... That's, that's important, but you also have to have works, you know, and, you know, it, it basically says, you know, so faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. So, you know, if you see somebody who's a Christian, you know, you ought to know by their works and the way that they present themselves that that's who they are and not that, well, yeah, I believe, but, you know, I'm not paying attention to any of the rules and I'll do what I want. That's not how it works. Um, so in any event, I mean, it's just a beautiful passage. And then we can go to 1 John chapter 3, 17. It says as follows, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in deed and truth. So action speaks louder than words. And that's what's really important here. That's why we have to give alms. We have to care for the poor and the homeless, those in prison. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, just what we should do as Catholics. And then here's the one. This, I believe, was, um, I think we had this passage for the gospel a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this was Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 34. Fear not, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourself with purses that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Wow, that is, that one is really profound. So we know that the Greek word for alms is eleemosine, and it comes from the Greek word ilias, which means mercy. So alms is, is, is an act of mercy. You know, your bank is heaven, and when you give alms, you're building a treasure in heaven. And that can't be taken away by a thief or destroyed by a moth, which is what we saw in the, in the scripture passage. But your real treasure needs to be in heaven and not locked in a safe in your home. Remember, you cannot take your material possessions with you when you die. You never see a trailer with some, someone's stuff following it in their funeral possession. You know, John D. Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Steve Jobs, they didn't take one penny of their fortunes to their graves. It got distributed to others 
who also won't be able to bring their fortunes with them at their time of death as well. And that's why it's so important to be generous, to build your spiritual treasure in heaven. You know, keep the underprivileged, poor, and less fortunate in your prayers. And also help them when you can. If you don't have extra disposable income to donate, you can volunteer to help giving your time and talent, which can even be of more value than donating. Volunteer at a hunger and clothing center for the poor, or call your local church or diocese to see how you may be even able to uh, help by just volunteering. Go through your clothes at least once a year and donate those things which you can part with. Don't just give away things you don't want, but also things you don't need, you know, like shoes, belts, etc. If you haven't worn it in a while, you probably don't need it. You know, um, several years ago before COVID, I used to volunteer every once in a while at the Westside Catholic Center here in the Cleveland area and, um, and, and help work uh, in, district, in, in, in going through the clothes that would be donated. And one of the things that you would see sometimes is people would get rid of uh, the worst things that they had. You know, there were things that had tears in them. They were like filthy, dirty. Um, and, you know, basically what the centers do is that they're not going to give those kinds of clothes to anybody. I mean, that would be irresponsible. They just throw all that stuff out. So all you, you might as well throw it out yourself if that's what you're going to be donating. You know, and every, every once in a while you get a bag of stuff that somebody went out and actually went out and bought brand new stuff, purchased it, didn't even take the tags off it, and um, you know, it was brand new and just wonderful to be able to give people uh, the poor things that were you know new and, and then there were some people that they really took care of their clothing it was in really nice shape you know kinds of things that I would wear in a minute you know and, and, and it was really nice to see that stuff and you know you you we sort it by size and type of clothing it was and then they had these racks and then you know people would come in and you know some of them t sometimes they'd bring you know little children in with them and then they'd take them into this area, and then they would ask them what they needed, and they would just take them around and shop and fill, fill their bag up with things that they needed. It was just a wonderful thing to do. Um, but, you know, it, but the only reason they have all those clothes is because people are donating them. And, 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 and as I said before, make sure you're donating something that, that you would wear if somebody gave it to you, not something that you said, well, you know, I would never wear this again because look at the kind of shape it's in, you know, Throw it out. If, if it's no good, throw it out. Don't expect somebody that you, you, know, you think is underprivileged, you know, that they're going to wear something like that. That's not fair, and it's, and, and it's cruel. So, um, you know, it's just great to find some nice things that you have that you can part with. Try to do that, you know, once you just go through your whole closet and find stuff that, you know, if you haven't worn it in a while, you don't need it. You know, it, it, it gets, it's more of what I don't need rather than what I don't want. That's, I think, the point I'm trying to make here. I think that's a better way to go. And then go through your food pantry periodically to see what you can part with to, don't, to, to donate to a hunger center or your local church food bank for the poor. You know, the other thing you could do is, um, you know, a lot of times they have, you can bake something for a bake sale that is used to provide for the needy. So a lot of times the church will have a bake sale and those proceeds are used uh, uh, for for the hunger centers and in different places like that. Those are just great things that you could do, where you know you're you're giving alms, your 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 time and your talent, and and, and, and actually sometimes if, you know that's even more 
you know, valuable than you know, somebody who just goes and buys something off a store shelf. You know, you made it with your own hands and you took pride in it, took you some time and, and you cared about it. I mean, it's just, it's a great way to provide alms. So when you go shopping, you know, too, pick something out for the food bank. You know, call to see ahead of time what they're in need of and purchase one or two of those items to donate. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, there was an announcement in church that they needed laundry detergent for the pantry for the poor. So my wife went out and um, she bought a couple of extra laundry detergents, uh, you know, to donate. And, you know, that's, that's what they need. They need new stuff. They need you know, good quality stuff, you know, it's, it's the same thing, you know, it's the same thing you would use yourself, right? And also things like toothpaste and shampoo, soaps and other hygiene items are great to, to provide to the shelters for the poor. You know, there was an article I read last week that indicated that food centers and church pantries are experiencing triple the demand they had over last year due to the significant increase in gas prices and food prices this past year. You know, that's another idea, too. You can, you can purchase ga uh, gas gift cards for the needy uh, for someone you know who's struggling to fill their gas tank. You know, I, I, I was on um, empty today in my truck, and I had to fill it up. It was over 100 bucks. I mean, it's like you talk about sticker shock. I mean, gas prices, they may have come down a tad, but they're still way up, and people are struggling. And just think about, you know, people that you know that have to drive longer distance to work. You know, that's... That's really eating into their budget uh, each month, and you know if, if you can, you know if you know somebody that's in need, you know purchase a gas uh, gas gift card for them. You know I think they would really appreciate something like that. And also um, those are good things to donate, you know, in, into your church, you know, for Christmas, at Christmas time for people, you know, just to have something like that. That's a that's a value. Just imagine if you had a fifty or a twenty-five dollar or a hundred dollar. Uh, gas gift card, you know, it makes a big difference uh, when you're filling your tank up and uh, and, and helping, uh, you know, curtail that that cost of all this inflation that we're experiencing right now. And, you know, in winter, it's just around the corner. Electricity and gas bills have also gone up significantly. People will be turning down their thermostats this winter and will be needing nice blankets and warm clothing and coats. So that's another thing to think about is, you know, for, you know, to provide, to provide you know, poor families with some nice warm blankets, warm clothing, and coats. Um, you know, it's not unusual for people to do that, to turn their thermostat down and uh, put a coat on and, and walk around the house like that because the cost is astronomical to them. You know, a man, you know, you think about it. I mean, most of the people listening probably understand this, obviously. You know, you've got your, your uh, gasoline prices are up. Uh, natural gas is up, electricity is up, food is up. All this inflation is, is hitting us in every aspect of our lives. And, you know, if you're somebody on a fixed income, you know, there's nowhere to go. You know, you got to cut somewhere. And, you know, that, that means, you know, you may have to turn down your thermostat and do some other things, you know, extreme measures, you know, to survive through the winter. So we, we need to care for these people. We need to be cognizant that these things are going on. And it's just really important to, um, you know, you can contact your local social worker agency and see if you can sponsor a family to help them with food, clothing, and some financial assistance through the winter months as well. You know, sometimes shelters will have, uh, even have adopt-the-family sponsorships for the Christmas seasons where you can provide food, clothing, and gifts for Christmas for a family uh, that's struggling. And most local churches are aware of the families that need some assistance, so you can actually go to your local church 
and ask them if there's a family that's in need and needs some help and then maybe you could be either put directly in contact with them or sometimes you go through a social worker and help them with uh, any assistance that you know you're able to provide to them to make their lives a little bit easier and to care for them because this is going to be a tough winter coming up also you know show acts of kindness you know sometimes those little things can make a big difference for example on blistering hot days offer a cold bottle of water or other refreshment to someone delivering your packages or mail or someone repairing your street in front of you or picking up garbage and recycling you know we've had some hot weather come through recently and um, you know there, there's a lot of people out there are working hard they're uh, spending all day driving around in a truck or they're out in the middle of the street working the pavement and uh, you know offer them cold bottle water or some kind of refreshment you know I mean you know, it helps make their day you know it's it's like it's, it's tough work and you know and and we appreciate that they're out there working for their jobs right you know there's a lot of people that some people want to sit home and just collect a check you know uh, entitlement but you know you got people out there that are working really hard and you know they, they you know, we got to we got to care for them as well and, and if you're out at a restaurant give the waiter or waitress a little extra chip you know most of these restaurants are short-handed and most people complain versus appreciating how hard the smaller staff is working to keep up you know be generous with people who serve you you know don't do it because you are expecting anything in return but do it from your heart you know these are things that build that spiritual treasure in heaven and, and that's what our goal needs to be you know we can also look at almsgiving for penance and, and for that we can go to cate the catechism of the catholic church paragraph 1434 the interior penance of the christian can be expressed in many and various ways scripture and the fathers insist about all above all on three forms fasting prayer and almsgiving which express conversion in relation to oneself to god and to others Alongside the radical purification brought about by baptism or martyrdom, they cite as means of obtaining forgiveness of sins, effort at reconciliation with one's neighbor, tears of repentance, concern for the salvation of one's neighbor, the intercession of the saints, and the practice of charity, which covers a multitude of sins. And you know, so it's 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 important. You know, we we need to, um, you know, we we, we you know alms. Almsgiving helps, you know, with our penance. And we can go to Tobit, uh, chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. It says the following, Prayer is good when accompanied by fasting and almsgiving and righteousness. A little with righteousness better than much with wrongdoing. It is better to give alms than to treasure up gold. For almsgiving delivers from death, and it will purge away every sin. Those who perform deeds of charity and of righteousness will have fullness of life. Wow, that's in, you know, so it, it's just something that we need to do. You know, so we, we, we can provide alms giving, you know, for penance, but you know, we also want to you know store up that spiritual treasure in heaven. You know, by taking care of the poor and those that are uh, you know not as fortunate as as ourselves, and and that's really important to be that way. And then, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about tithing. What, what does tithing mean? Well, tithe means 10%. So the Old Testament law required the lay tribes of Israel to give a tithe, which is one-tenth of their grain, oil, wine, and livestock to the Levites to support them for their spiritual service to the people because they did not receive 
a land inheritance like the other tribes. And you can find that in uh, Numbers uh, chapters 18, verses 21 through 24, uh, chapter 8, 25, and also in Leviticus uh, chapter 27, verses 30 through 33. But so basically what was happening back then is, you know, the, you had the, oh, the 12 tribes of Israel, they had the um, Levites who were the priests, that's the tribe where the, where they, where they were, where the priests came from. And when they were they weren't allocated uh, any property, so the idea was that you know that that's what everybody else would do would be because of their priestly, you know, actions they would be they would receive one tenth of um, the grain, oil, wine, and livestock which would be given to them, you know, for for, for in, in in return for them being priests, uh, because again they didn't have any share of the land. Uh, which all you know had all that kind of value and as a matter of fact we can go all the way back to the first book of the Old Testament Genesis where um, you recall Melchizedek the high priest he offers bread and wine and blesses Abram and of course Abram later is renamed uh, Abraham by God and if we go to uh, uh, Genesis chapter 14 verse 19 where it says Abram in return so this is what he gave in return it says Abram gave him a tenth of everything and I love this example because you know Melchizedek is a high priest who gives us a foretaste of the Eucharist to come with the bread and wine offering it's a Thanksgiving offering and, and Abram gives him a tenth of everything you know there is no different in modern times with the church you know we need to you know no, no difference at all you know we need to support our churches you know we are also offering our tithing during the mass as part of our offering up to God including bread and wine and, and we need to support our church particularly after COVID when people did not attend mass and and many were not sending in donations you know tithing is part of our responsibility as members of the body of Christ to support our church and of course we see that this goes back all the way to Genesis and in, in, in the Old Testament you know, if you can't afford 10%, give what you can. Something is better than nothing. If you don't have spare cash, try to volunteer your time and talent. It's about giving back. Without our priests in the church, we do not have the sacraments. We need to support our priests, for, for without them, we don't receive the Eucharist, which is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, and pray that more men discern the priesthood and support your local church and diocese to the degree that you can. There are many things that we can do, with, you know, do without in this life, and instead use those resources for the kingdom of God. You know, think about it. You know, if you're somebody, you know, again, we just talked about all this inflation. People are on tight budgets, but you know, sometimes there's some things that, you know, you can do without, and instead give give something, tie something to the church. You know, for example, you know, instead of maybe going out and grabbing a lunch uh, at a restaurant, you know, take that. You know, twenty to forty bucks, whatever you're paying, you know, for the family or for a couple of people, whoever you're taking out, um, and say, you know what, I'm just going to tie that to the church, and I I, I got to do something to help them, and um, you know, because without that church, we don't have the sacraments, and it's important to keep keep them going and um, and provide them with the resources they need uh, so they can serve us. Um, everything we have on this earth belongs to God. We basically have the responsibility to manage God's assets that are given to us through His grace. God gave us the gifts and talents that we have to earn a living. 
in turn, we need to manage what we have in a responsible manner. I'm not advocating equity or redistribution by any means. On the contrary, socialism and communism do not work. They just create more poverty. But just be mindful and generous to those in need and focus on building that treasure in heaven um, on, on earth. And, and, and that's what's really, instead of on earth, you know, that, that, that's what's really important. You know, we want to build that treasure in heaven. We want to provide almsgiving um, to those that are less fortunate, try to take care of as many people as we can financially um, and through maybe even our time and talent by volunteering and then tithing to the church to make sure we support the church as well. And these are all part of our, you know, what, our, our responsibility, um, you, know, as, as, you know, as part of the body of Christ. And, you know, we can go back all the way, as I mentioned before, to Genesis and the Old Testament. And there are so many examples throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament about how important, you know, t you know tithing is and almsgiving and... Um, you know, really, really supporting those who are in need, and it's just part of what what we do as 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 good Catholics. And and I encourage you to um, you know take a look at some of these passages I mentioned, and it really gives you a lot of insight and uh, clarity um, on on what we need to do and and how we need to do it. And of course, you know, we you know I threw some examples out there, some easy things that you can do to provide almsgiving as well as tithing and um, you know, I, I would embrace that and, um, and, and, you know, again, build that treasure in heaven, you know, not the treasure you have here on earth. So with that, I'm going to say God bless you. We'll see, talk to you next week. Have a great week.